Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Perspectives. I am Lisseth, and this is Martina and her baby microphone that just fell out of her hand. Welcome to Perspectives. Glad to have you, folks. Um, let's see, Lisette and I have, you know, we've been doing a series for people that have been joining in and listening. Um, you know, Lisette, well, you know, I think we can actually probably promote this when we actually post the video, but we have, uh, also have two platforms so people can, uh, watch us or well, not watch us, but listen to us, I guess we should say. Uh, Lisette has been working uh, hard and diligently. She has gotten our video up into a podcast. So we are mm-hmm. now on Spotify and iTunes. So we'll be sure to add some links to that uh, at the end of the videos for you all. Uh, but yeah, yes. as I was saying, we are just continuing our discussion around white supremacy. I know last time uh, we got into some deep issues, but these are <laughs> these are some very deep uh, issues that we're continuing to get into. So for the next two videos, you'll see that we continue this discussion. Uh, primarily what we're gonna be talking about for this video is continuing the discussion around police brutality that we've seen you know, way before George Floyd, uh, and years before that. But uh, as many of you know, uh, in the country and probably across the world, we uh, had the trial for George Floyd's case to convict the cop that took his life. And I believe that kicked off in March and just concluded last week with a guilty verdict. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Then we're also gonna talk about some more unfortunate deaths that have happened at the hands of police officers here in the United States. And also uh, looking a little bit more into what exactly is the police state? Like, what is the police system? Like, what does that mean here in the United States? And so I'll turn it over to Lisette to kick us off with maybe some of her thoughts. And then we will return to me. Hmm? Yeah. No, I think, as you mentioned, you know, this particular topic, uh, we had done a video uh, on it and and an episode on it previously and we knew that we had to kind of follow it up because it's, it's just there's so much more and there's just so much more to talk about and I think when we look at the trial that just concluded uh, last week and there was this sort of I would say like this release of breath as you were waiting for that verdict to be uh shared or called out and the fact that you can't even breathe until you you kind of didn't know what to expect like you were I think a lot of people were like trying not to get their their hopes up too much I was I was one of those people because I just didn't know yeah Yeah, you know we, we we've been here before where we thought that the evidence was showing like hey the cop did something wrong like he there should be accountability and the accountability wasn't there yeah. uh, so we you know it's hard to sort of keep hope alive like I think it's one of those things where you know people are like you got to be positive you got to keep hope alive and it's like it's not that easy not when you've have had a history of keep having hope and then it just being shattered and you're just like here we go again um so I when I heard guilty I sort of was like a little bit in shock because it was just one of those things where it's just like what just happened like we really got a, a guilty verdict on all three all three counts all three counts, yeah. all three counts. like it wasn't just like the lesser one right like it wasn't just like the lesser. yeah it wasn't just like one or two of them it was all three, all three. You know? yes and 
and even then I think I, I started hearing I heard people say like oh justice has been served and you know we've got justice and I've heard others say like you know this isn't justice like you, you we might call this an accountability but this is just a step towards justice yeah uh, and that really got me thinking because I was like wow like it really isn't because it's it's one it's one case out of how many out there you know out of how many we don't even know right because some mm-hmm. of them aren't recorded some of them don't have someone that's brave enough to stay there and record the whole thing uh you know and 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 stand there uh and and do that and I think it's it definitely was a, a moment of reflection for me just to be like okay then what's next like what yeah. what what needs to happen you know we, we we heard a lot of a lot of I think white people say justice and say like justice has been served and things and then you had a lot of people of color saying no this isn't this isn't justice this is accountability and it's one step towards justice it's one step towards getting there but there's still a lot of work to be done and I think that's that's where it left off for me where it's like okay what what else needs to happen what what do we need to do like what needs to change um what needs to be whether it's dismantled rearranged or or whatnot and I think that's where this trial kind of left me at like okay it's one step but it's one step in I think I, I think I said this the other day to you was like <laughs> it's one step in like a million and one to go well, you know, I, I'm over here snickering, but it, it, you you are absolutely right. And I, what you really have said is not, it's not justice, it's accountability. And I get I get more into that a little later, but I just wanted to point that out, that I really like what you said, because that is what, it, this is accountability and we have a long way to go, long way to go. But it is definitely a great, a great step forward. Because I like, you know, similar to you, you know, because I think the trial or like, well, the I think the verdict came down a little bit after four or something like that, yep. a central time here. Um, and so, I, you know, I was still working. And so I'm, you know, I was uh, in my in my room working and my roommate was sitting in the in the living room and I uh, got the text from her. She was like, the verdict's being read. So I was just I ran out to go here because I, I just didn't I don't know what to expect. I, I was just, you know, me, my mama, my dad, my brother we, you know, just praying. It was like, you know, cause that's all we could do yeah. at this point. There was, you know, nothing else, you know, for, to do is just pray about it. And that's what we, you know, we were doing. So I'm texting my parents and my brother and we were just like stunned. Like, you know, like everybody else, we were like, oh my yeah. God. And like you said, like well, all three counts, he has been rejected bail. His ass should not be free. And it's so interesting that, you know, I, I didn't watch the trial. Like I would, uh, I would yeah. read the articles and got, yeah. and, and then I got updates and everything mm-hmm. like that. But it, it's just so from the articles that I've read or people just, you know, talking with folks saying that the whole time in trial, he just was emotionless. Like, I know we all wear a mask and it's hard to see people's emotions, but you can see stuff in people's eyes. The eyes, yes. the eyes tell you a lot. And yes. people were like, it's just was like no concern in his eyes. He was just, mm-hmm like whatever it just didn't seem like he cared either way really he was just there and like okay yeah and I was like that's very telling too I I just think because nothing not even crying like nothing he's just 
I, I don't know. I just think that's that's very interesting because you know he's on he's on trial, and we have mm-hmm. um, I think the his actual sentencing sentencing will come down like in the next seven eight weeks something like that. I, I think, think so. Be, yeah, he'll be sentenced, so we actually know what his time will be. But I just found that very interesting. Like no emotion, just you know. I'm sure his career. I hope his career being a cop is over and done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I, I just found that interesting that he just had no emotion in his eyes either way. Yeah, yeah. no, you, uh, I'm glad you you saw that too because I definitely was looking at him as they were reading uh, the the verdicts and uh, and there was nothing. It was it was sort of just this like blank kind of look in the eyes, and I was like. I was like, did you just expect it one way or another? Did you just not care? You know, to each their own, right? Like you can react to however you want the situation. We and we all react differently. Like, I don't know how I would react if I'm sitting there and suddenly I'm told guilty of all charges and I was expecting it to go a different way. Right. You know, and maybe you know, you, you get into shock, but I was like, it was just so. I don't know, it was just very, for me, it was just very awkward and weird to see an individual pretty much, yeah, like, it was just a very, like, I can't even express it, right? <laughs> like, I, I, like, I know what you saw, because, like, my mom and I were talking about this, and we're like, it, it's just, he's, he's really hard to read, but not really mm-hmm. hard to read, um, I, I don't know, and, you know, and this is a side note of this. I don't know, like, is he married? Does he have kids? Like, how, how are their lives being affected by this? You know, I mean, not just now, but over the last year. And like, how is it going to be affected? Yeah. I use my tiny microphone because I'm just so used to using my hands. But um, yeah, I just, yeah, because it seemed like he just, not much concern, just really indifferent. Um, and, and, you know, it would be you know, I'm sure as soon, soon as he's sentencing or like his sentencing, his sentencing is done. I wonder, would he be open to doing interviews with like ABC or NBC or Fox to yeah. actually talk about it? But he don't, he seems like a real hard ass. Yeah. I, he seems like someone that is just going to go away and just be like, I'm yeah, done. Because he seemed like he's like just internally like racist, even though I don't know him. I never want to know him or meet him, but he just mm-hmm. seemed like he's one of those people that's like, yeah, I ain't doing none of that shit. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I don't care. Y'all said I killed him. Okay. Well, you know, he just, that's the like type of vibe. And so he just, yeah, he doesn't seem like a very hard, you know, a heartwarming person. Um, especially after that video, which I still to this day have not seen the video. Um, I know millions of people have, but that's not, not for me, but yeah, yeah, it's just, um, it is interesting. And I know that there will be a trial for the other officers that were yeah. involved, I believe, starting in August, August of this year, that that, mm-hmm. the, that, that trial will kick off as well. Uh, so at least, you know, it is one down, one down. But as we mentioned, you know, with that accountability piece, because that's really what it is. And the accountability for me, um, again, you know, I was in a lot of texting and calling that day when this happened, and I was in a group text with friends. Yeah. Um, and you know, all of us were like, yeah, you know, he got it and this and that. And then another friend was, you know, she was real real. She was just basically like, look, y'all, this is great, but, um, I still don't like cops and this ain't gonna change nothing. And I was like, exactly. This is why we need systemic 
changes. That is what will make this accountable. And so that's what we were telling her in this text message. And, you know, it was, it went on longer, but we're like, to me, a part of that accountability piece is the systems that need to be changed. Yeah. Like that is what is going to have to make this more accountable. And, you know, you and I get a little, you know, a little bit more into the whole policing a little bit uh, in like another Later. video. Yeah. But I really think in order to have accountability, the systems are going to have to be changed. And, you know, unfortunately, I believe it was Chris Como who, you know, basically said also what's not, you know, it's not going to change until you see, you see little white kids. I hate getting shot too. Then of course, you know, if we got, you know, Becky and Tom out here getting killed, well, honey, we got to shut it down. We got to start new. We got to figure it out. This house is happening in our neighborhoods. Like, oh my God. Um, we'll get some changes then. But Lord, yeah. is that really what it's going to take? I mean, because then again, that's still other lives lost. Lives, yeah. <laughs> other lives I lost. Want, and I think that's, the, that's <laughs> you bring up such a, a good point because I did see that clip uh, of Chris Cuomo say that. And it made me think of like, are we so, you know, not caring of others that we would want it to get to that place where white kids are also getting gunned down by police unnecessarily? Like, like we don't like people of color don't want to see that happen. Like we don't like we don't want it to happen to any kids, like kids, adults, like adults, any, yeah, like, like any, it should be we don't want that to happen. Like we don't want people to have to like lose see that because and families just we don't wish we what happens to us I don't wish it to anybody else like it's it's terrible to live in this state of a fear of constant mm-hmm. vigilance like we don't like I don't want that to anybody else because it's terrible to like walk, and like like I said like I can't I, I can never know what walking out for you Martina what it feels like to walk out into our you know country and our society but it's like no like we don't want that to happen and lord forbid that it gets to a point where you start seeing it happen to because honestly because at that point when it's hit the white people yeah that's almost like a place of no return at that point yeah like no point of no return like it's is it? if they are yeah. hitting little tom and becky and them is real i mean it's bad it's bad enough anyway and we yeah. like we trying to figure out what to do but at that point like that's almost like an America I wouldn't recognize. But then I'm yeah. probably the same now. Like, I mean, and, and again, you know, you and I always go back to this. We talk about like, this is, this is stuff is not new. And I shouldn't say stuff, but people losing their lives for just senseless things police officers have done. Yep. And not all police officers are white. They're, they're of color. There are women too that have been a part of this. But it's still that system that they're in. It's just like, what else is it going to take? for change you know and that's the discussion i've been having with you and with other people just what like what is it going to take because i feel like every you know every every other day every other week just like you know you and i were talking about mass shootings yesterday that's another that's another video but every time we turn on the news or you wake up in the morning go to sleep at night lord it's another mass shooting it's, you know, again, it's the same thing. It's another person of color that's lost their lives. Yeah. And I'm just like, and all this has happened, like, I mean, m- the majority of what we're focusing on has happened 
still in a pandemic. (laughs) People still are not fully back to 100% at all. And we just got just so much chaos in the world. And it seems like people are pussyfooting around. They are not taking it seriously. I don't know what it is, but it is very frustrating for someone you know, I, I see myself as somewhat of a progressive and people haven't figured out from, uh, but, you know, I have different beliefs and I, and I respect people's relief, beliefs, whatever they may be. Yeah. Um, but I'm just at this point, something needs to be done. Like we know the last administration should happen. Yeah. Thank you. They gave out a few checks that, oh my God. And, you know, I know Biden and Kamala had came into a mess. I know they did. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. And, you know, as most administrations, minus this previous one, they try to do the best they can. Yeah. But I do feel like Biden and Kamala got to come out with something like we get something has to get done over the next three and a half years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they're going to come up with. Lord, I hope it's not a fucking another fucking task force. Oh, God, I hope not another task force. <laughs> you know, how I feel about another you know how governments love their task force though girl they love these task force i'm trying to think of another name for them but i know the, these damn task force you know government love their girl. task force love task force and i'm like please don't but in, and if you do come out with one please let it be about something don't just put a bunch of yes. experts and smart people with phds and experiences in a room together and yes no no lived experience or nothing try to because <laughs> you know you and i've talked about task force before but you know how i feel but yeah i'm just like it's still they have so much to do and they can't do it all in this time that they have this is going to be for centuries but probably because it's taken centuries for us to get to where yeah. we are and so i just think it's it's gonna take some time but i just feel like we're not moving fast enough that's just me no, I think you're right. I think there's a, I think there's a need to move things faster than what they're doing now. I think there's a, a sense of urgency mm-hmm. uh, from from communities. You know, I think about, I think about Chicago. You know, like a city like Chicago, who you know we hear shootings happen here and there, and you know, and it's some of it's police related and some of it's not, but. I think that there is that urgency because I mean, I think people are just losing their lives unnecessarily. Uh, and I think there's a way to really restructure our police force. There's a way to sort of create this accountability. Uh, and I think there's, there's a way to do it. I'm not the expert on this. Like, I don't know what it looks like, but I know that I there's perspectives. Yes. I think I got lipstick on my mic. Sorry, Mike. Okay. And, you know, and it, you know, but it's definitely things that you and I see, hear about uh, in the in the circles that we're in and, and things I know I fear, like I have friends that are out there and, are, you know, and, you know, and you just kind of never know when they're traveling, whether to cross the city or across the state or across the country, like what may happen to them, especially if they're males and you're like, you know, you don't wish anything to happen but our country is so volatile we towards- are, i still think some of the focus on males is patriarchy but yeah. i understand um you know because we're going to talk about the, the, we'll get there we'll get there a little bit later today 
um, a young lady that lost her life this week too, or not this week, but over the past few weeks. Uh, but you know, you do bring up a good point because I will say, and I don't, I don't want to get to the patriarchy, but I, I, I got to talk a little bit about it. Let's go, let's go there. <laughs> say, because my mama is the same. So my brother uh, helps helps to take care of my mom, and so uh, you know he's often running errands for it. And for people who may not know, I'm from Mississippi. My mom, and my brother still live in Mississippi. They live they live real close together, and so. My mom, since everything that's been going on, of course, you know, um, I think maybe it started with last summer, or maybe, or, or maybe a few years now, my mom has asked my brother to give her a call before mm. he goes off to work in the morning and when he uh, is leaving work in the evening. And, you know, that just calms her heart. And, you know, me, I was being as petty and stuff. I was like, well, what about me? She was, my mom was like, now you know. I worry about your ass up there in Chicago all the time. <laughs> like she always say, I can't get my hands on you. If something happens, I can't get my hands on you. That's always, I remember the one time, my mom, I had, I had a really bad case of strep throat. Like it took me out for a few weeks. I, mm -hmm. I was in grad school. My, I probably was going into the end of the second week where I was getting a little bit better. But my mom was like, well, I'm just have to come up here. I'm gonna have to come up there. So my, but so I would say my mom, she loves both of her children, but she was just saying, be, you know, because there seems to be this focus just on the black males or Latino males uh, that are, you know, getting, getting shot or getting killed by police brutality. Um, and then, you know, we, we don't hear too much about the females. And just like, you know, you and I were talking earlier before this was mm -hmm. saying, you know, there are cases across the country that we have no idea of, and like none of us do. So yeah. I know there are unfortunately young uh, black and brown girls and women that have lost their lives. And, you know, I think the media need, needs to do a better job covering that. Uh, that's all that, you know, I think, because a lot of this is about the angles of media and advertising yeah. and marketing and all that type of shit. And, and this doesn't take away from the brothers, uh, brothers, both Latino and, and the black brothers. Uh, I'm just saying that um, your sisters are out here struggling too. Um, you know, so we are afraid for you and uh, for, for ourselves. So we have to be afraid for everybody. We'd like for, so it's just like, yeah, it's just. No, I think you bring up a good point. Cause I think when we think of, and it just came to my mind when we think about police brutality we think of cops shooting other people or causing uh death murdering them however you want to call it uh and we don't think about you know police brutality in the sense of how many arrests are happening in communities of color mm -hmm. and thinking of like what that accountability looks like and where we might while we might not hear of uh women of color being shot or killed we don't hear a lot about the incarceration rates of women That's which yeah. you know when it and it falls into that i think when it comes to policing because policing to me in our conversations in the next few episodes around police it's not just about the brutality it's just the policing in general right and, and you think about how you don't hear about that because I remember I think it was like a year or two ago where I was at a conference and they were talking about the rates of incarceration for women 
were trending higher mm-hmm. and there was no real reasoning as to why or like they, at least they, they hadn't they didn't go into detail as to like why uh and one of the surprising things I saw was native women and I was like what and you and I talk about the erasure of native and indigenous people of this country all the time and how you don't hear about them but just to kind of hear that and it was just so uh eye-opening at the moment because I was like I I never think about Hmm. women in general and that incarceration rate and what that policing of women looks like and because our tvs our social medias are so saturated by the male perspective and that's where the patriarchy comes in uh where they want to you keep focus on the male perspective and not so much on the on the female uh, or the women. Uh, so it's just, so I think you bring up a, a good sort of point and, and one that I think is, it's valid to talk about and to bring up and figure out what that looks like. Uh, because while I haven't had any interaction with policing, and that's probably because I don't, I don't leave my house that often, like, let's be honest, I, I ain't out because it's just my introvertedness uh, of it, but there's plenty of other women, <laughs> you know, Martina, <laughs> Uh, but there's plenty of other women that have that do and you know who are out there you know going you know essential workers going out at you know different hours of the day to work and and experiencing uh police encounters that are negative and maybe brutal or or whatnot and we don't hear about them no they're not because it's not what I hate to say it it isn't what what sells we know that media always looks at what sells what gets those views um and i think if we look at what happened to i hope i don't butcher her name Makaya bryant that's how you pronounce her name in agreeance yes because i need your help pronouncing it later so yes you know and you heard about it because it happened the same day of the trial uh And then after that, there was very little information that I saw. Like, I don't know about you, Martina, but I didn't see a lot outside of like maybe some of the people I follow, like on social media, posting things about it and trying to keep her name and like the situation afloat. Like there wasn't a lot of things that I saw after a while. Like, I think by like, by like Friday of that, like I saw nothing. And and the thing is to, um, shoot I've kind of lost my point but I was going to say oh yes if you're not specifically searching her name you probably won't find too much about her I think I would say compared to some of the other larger cases that we've seen that we know Mm -hmm. this can blow up hers you know and I I don't want to use blow up because this this shouldn't be something that blows up but to the level that we've seen with even even with a Breonna Taylor I think a lot of people knew more about her, even though it took George Floyd's death to kind of revive her situation. I feel like she was on a lot more people's radars too mm-hmm. than uh, Mahala, Michaela, Makaya, Makaya. Thank you. Mikaya. Um. So yeah, I feel like you know, and you know, I, 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 of course, like you know, I get news alerts all over the place and every day, and I haven't seen anything pop up by her in regards to like what's happening um with her family or in her town like with with the cop unless you are really googling it if you're googling her name then yeah you'll find out more information but it's not it's not popping up to the surface as it was with george floyd 
and some of the other individuals. Um, and that's really, again, that's, you know, media plays a, a lot in, in here. Um, there was another point that you had, but it is lost for now, but it will come back. If it comes back to you, we cannot, you, you, we can you, <laughs> y'all been, if y'all been with us for a while, you know, we always end up circling back at some <laughs> point. We just touched on a really good something. I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna be good and stay quiet and let her finish. And was I'm it like, about oh. the natives? It was no, it wasn't specifically okay. about that. But I will say, oh, some other thoughts that I did have is that you know one thing you know we're talking about women, women being incarcerated. Um, you know, I just think when you know for me this is of course kind of a tangent, but the women giving birth in prison or having to have babies in prison. That's just, to me, it's just so fucked up. And it's almost, I want to come down and say, I don't care what she did. Why is this woman having a baby in prison? Or, I, I don't know. It just, it really, it rubs me the wrong way. And I'm, I'm, she probably goes to a hospital to have the baby. But the whole situation, it's just very disturbing for me. Yeah. That there are pregnant women in jail. Yeah. And... Uh, I, that just that has always been something that has never sat right with me and the fact that you know and I will say people who who are go to prison or go to jail are not all bad people and there you know are innocent people in jail too because mm-hmm. they've been lied on or there's not enough evidence so Missing. you know okay like <laughs> so I, I think um with just women in general that are incarcerated I just like and this is how difficult it must be um because a lot of people in prison both men and women they have children almost yeah. all of them a, a lot of them do and to think like for a mother to have to give birth and you know again this is something I have not researched I've not looked in looked into and it may be state by state basis how you know how that process worked like once the mom gives birth, can she have the baby with her for a while or do they immediately snatch the baby from her? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, to have your child, I don't know. That's just always have disturbed me. And that's just something that came to my mind Yeah. when we were just talking about women and incarceration. And I think that's something men don't have to worry about. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, they have children that they love too and all yeah. that, but to, have, to be pregnant in prison and then give birth and have your child eventually taken away because the child's not going to grow up with you there. It's just, again, and I think like people may say, oh, well, that's the choice she made. Well, bitch, you know what? <laughs> Life is not like that for everybody. Yeah. And it just, it made, again, like it made me think about when you were talking about about your introvertedness and how you were like, you know what, let's be honest. I don't go nowhere. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm also saying it's like, I don't go nowhere either. And I will say, I try to avoid the police like the plague. Yes. <laughs> I I don't, like, I'll see a cop and I go the other way. And mm-hmm. I think but a lot of that stems from, I think about my privilege in that. I have yes. that ability to be able to say, I don't, like, really, I don't fuck with the police. And, you know, I know that there were uh, the protests happening here in Chicago for Adam Toledo last week or the week before, you know, I, I, I think I texted you about it because there was no protesting. There was hell yeah. flying around. You know, I was like, see, I feel like the cops are going to be around here someplace and I just, I just don't have time. I don't yeah. have time. But I have that privilege to be able to say, like, I'm not fucking with the police. And I feel like a lot of people in the communities that we talk about, they don't have that privilege. Like cops are just in their neighborhoods. 
Yeah. And they can't avoid it. And they're in the neighborhoods because of the color of their skin. And yeah. I live in a predominantly, I mean, now it's getting a little bit more mixed, you know, people living here, but it's predominantly kind of more skewed white. I do live kind mm-hmm. of like Northwest Chicago. Um, so yeah, it is, you know, a lot of white people walking around. And I, of mm-hmm. course, I think people always think, well, you know, if you live in a predominantly white neighborhood, you ain't gotta be worried about much. Uh, which I, I, I don't think that's true, right? I think that's all depending on how you look at it. But yeah. again, all this to say is like, I avoid the police like the plague. I, I don't even think, like if I become one of these, you know, like an Oprah or a Rihanna, oh, you know, already, already kind of got the old school Oprah hair. You know, oh. Um, if you're watching, yes. <laughs> Oprah, and I know you're from Mississippi. You're from Mississippi. I know, I know you're born and raised in Mississippi. So we, we sisters in that way. So let's talk. Um, but I just like, I just ain't, I just ain't got time for the police. <laughs> no, really- I, I completely understand you because I, I mean. And, and they have never done anything to me, like to, to no, me, like to me, not- my family. Yes. But to me personally, I've never had a run in with a cop. I've never, I have never had. Never. You know, I, knock on wood. Sure. <laughs> but I, I never did. I. If I am on the road driving, I am following every single rule that I can of the road <laughs> that I'm aware of to, to avoid cops. And I live in a neighborhood that is uh, heavily policed and there's a police station just a few blocks away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am always at that hyper awareness of like cops around the area and, and all that. But yeah, to your to your point, like I understand, like I don't, I don't want to ever want to have any run in whether it's here or or other or anywhere else. I remember one time we were two of my guy friends and I were traveling down uh, to uh, Nashville and I remember we didn't get stopped or anything, but I that the, my friend that was driving I was gonna sit in the back because I was like, I wanted to sleep. I just want to sit in the back. Y'all two can just go up front. They didn't give me that luxury to do that because they were like, we are most like, we're less likely to get stopped if they see a woman in front. Oh. And I was like, I was like, but I want to sleep in the back. Like, I- that's messed up. But you know, but yeah. and that stuck with me that he had. I didn't have to think about that because I was just like. It wasn't on the forefront of my mind, but after he told me that stuck with me, I was like, like, oh, I guess. But but then it's while you're less likely, you're still likely because we're all, you know, well, yeah, we all are we're all Mexican in this car. So. <laughs> but you know, again, I think that goes that's such an interesting point too, because it's like again, the patriarchy is that she's a woman. So they're less likely to shoot you because you're a woman. And I think that's the way, and I see where people, where it can kind of look like it is, the focus is on black and brown men and things that happen with them. Because I think we're still looked at as like people like, well, she's a girl. She's a right. woman. She's less threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she may not be as bad as a, like a black guy. Like she might have a little attitude, but she's a woman. So she can't be violent, <laughs> like, or yeah, she, or, or, she or maybe she can talk herself out of uh, of the situation, or maybe she can, you know, use her 
womanly vibe, you know, guiles and everything else. This like this, this whole idea of like <laughs> what we and it. I mean, we're we're getting way off topic at this. We point, are getting off topic, but, <laughs> but it, it falls into this whole idea of the 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 focus on the male versus which still uh, stems in white supremacy. Yes, you know, and I think yeah, like sorry that we got way off topic, but it just happens sometimes on this on on this channel uh but i think when we look at the policing state i think we have to really address what is quote-unquote sensationalized by media what is put out there um and i think it stems historically from trying to create first black men as threatening as as you know individuals that you should be scared of as for white people to be scared of and then that expanded to brown males and this is another group that you have to be afraid of uh but because the focus was so much and then they you know and it just creates this fear towards black and brown men and you know women are then left off somewhere else as just you know, whether they don't matter, whether they, yeah. you know, they're, they're less than anything. And, you know, and it's, it's this thing of women of color being less than obviously white women. Uh, and I think it just stems from that. All that focus just stems on that because women of color aren't seen as anything in this country, really, you know, and I think it's, it's part of the police system as part of every other aspect in our society. And we will we'll touch on future episodes around um, the workplace, looking at, you know, you know, the medical healthcare. healthcare medicine, uh, but I think, you know, this, yeah. that's, this is part of it. It, you know, the, the police, you know, when we get into more of that conversation, you know, how it started and where it's at now, I think it's, it's rooted in that white supremacy thought of like, we need to make sure that white males aren't seen as as threatening yet. The males that have done some of the worst things to women have been white males. And you know, again, don't get me started. I know we're not going to get into it, but I just, you know, but I just think everything horrible that has happened in the world is the result of men in general, but then predominantly white men, from wars to famine uh, to massacres, everything. And yet they still have so much power. Yeah. So much power. Because then you, you look at who police are are killing, it's, it's, it continues to be black males, brown males, and then you start seeing women of color. I, I wish we knew the statistics of what that looks like. And maybe in the future, we can have some experts really come in and share with us uh, and educate us a little bit more and educate all of us, all of our listeners too, of like what that looks like. Because I think it, it is important to, uh, is, you know, I don't want to say people are just numbers, but when you put, when you start seeing how big those numbers are, uh, it puts it into perspective uh, what we're talking about and and what what that real need is 
to continue having these conversations, to continue highlighting the disparities and and everything that's that's going on. And I just love this isn't funny, but it's so funny because we're about to transition to talk about a little bit more. But I just think so thinking about the day that that the that the verdict came down from the trial Monday last Monday, and girl, like you said, white people was just so excited again. Mm-hmm. Oh, you woke white people. Y'all are awesome. But y'all yes. be I just think it's so because they they was just so excited. They, they really were, were. They were so excited. Like they oh my God. I was I like my roommate who is um who is a white woman. She um she was oh my god, it was just so exciting. And here all people of color was just like, okay. Whew. I mean you let out a breath. Like I remember just I remember texting a friend and saying like they're about to read off, like yeah. they're about to read off, and I'm I'm just holding my breath in because I don't. Yeah. It's go- it can go either way. Like I know cities were preparing for the worst, which is oh yeah terrible. Like it's, it's terrible worse. to think that cities were literally. Re- I think the gov- you know, our governor here in Illinois had sent the the national guard to Chicago. Just in I didn't even know that. I didn't know. I was, wow. I didn't know. Yeah. I don't know if he had sent it activated. They did something with the National Guard, getting them ready in Chicago just in case. And it was like, I know like shopping centers across the city that had seen like rioting and looting were preparing like this whole thing. And I'm like, this is the country we live in where yep. we expect the worst. And it's it's terrible. Like, I, I hate that we have to live like this. It is. Cause it's almost like, you know, we live in, uh, uh, well, with the last administration, it was like a dictatorship. And then mm-hmm. now, it, I mean, we still have a lot of that residual coming off of the last administration. Um, but it just seems like this is such, it's like a whole new world of just being, and, you know, yep. me, um, uh, even though, you know, I, I, I am, you know, I'll admit I'm not one that will protest. Um, you know, I, I, I support in other ways, obviously. Um, but I'm, I'm not a protest. Like I'm not one to go out there and protest, but I am fully supportive of the protesters. And I was thinking to myself, if they set it off tonight, burn this bitch down. Don't burn my house down. Don't burn your house down, but burn this city down. Burn it down. Cause I was, I was like, Boy, it's about to be a revolution up in here if something don't happen. I mean, I think the revolution's still coming, but <laughs> I do. I like, hope so. I was like, they gonna burn this city down. I was like, burn this bitch down. Burn it down. And make sure you burn down the white people neighborhoods. Okay? Burn theirs down. Go over there. Go to like Michigan Avenue. Bur- like break in. Do Look, you know, whatever. Because if you're gonna do it, do it in the white neighborhoods. They have more stuff that this, this just needs to be burned down, burn it down. And that's all I'll say. That's it. <laughs> no, I think um, there's so many people, I think that feel that way, right? That, that sort of like think of what is it gonna take to bring about change? And you've tried peaceful, you, you, you try, resist you, you you know and, and i mean there's riots and and looting have happened before but it's like what is it gonna take like i don't i don't know the answer like if y'all have an idea 
those that are listening, you know, let us know if you're, if you can comment, go ahead and comment, but you know, what is it going to take? And, you know, you, you mentioned earlier systemic changes, right? Like policies and things like that. And it's going to take some of that. It's going to take, it's going to take all of us to sort of do something. And that something could be as simple as having a conversation with a neighbor about a topic that you're both uncomfortable having, right? Like nobody talking about race and, and, you know, and accountability with police and all these things for the most part, it isn't a fun subject. Like it's not, you know, Martina and I talk about all the time and we end up being exhausted after like, after like three hours of us talking Mm -hmm. uh, about something because it is exhausting topics. And it's the same conversation. Well, you know, it's, I mean, we talk about a lot, but it's just, I mean, just in general, if we just having the same conversations and it's like the same things that happen. Okay. So we got people getting arrested. Okay. You want to throw them in jail, but what is, but what does that really mean? Like, what does that really change? Ain't nothing changing. And yeah. you can expect something different if you keep doing shit the same way. Yeah. And it's just like something's got to give. Uh, we like, it's like we using you and I saying, we don't know what that is, but I do, I think, you know, if people, you know, feel free to comment on it, on your ideas of, I don't know, just your perspectives on, you know, what do you think it will take to finally make a difference? I mean, we know uh, systemic change, but what does that look like? You know, what is this? Where do you start? Um, people saying defund the police, as you know, we'll again, talk about it a little later, but what does that mean to you? Because for most of us, it doesn't mean getting rid of a police state. That's not yeah. what we're saying. And it means different things to different. It, it depends on who you ask, right? right? Like defend the police can mean one thing to me, to you, to the police can mean one thing, to government, it can mean another thing, to community leaders, it means another thing. Like what is it and how do you ensure that you get to a place where everyone can compromise on what defunding the police is and how do you get there um so yeah I think I think there's a great spot to sort of pause and and uh, and and let you all let us know your comments your thoughts uh whether you're you're listening uh if you're watching on, on YouTube you know let us know uh, if anything struck a chord with you, where do you think we, we go from here when it comes to uh, policing in this country? And, you know, we're going to continue the conversation. Uh, you'll see uh, the next episode, we'll, we'll continue with, with this topic and we'll, we'll dig a little deeper into what could be next. You know, what, when, what do we see needs to happen? You know, why hasn't it happened? Uh yet and we'll go from there any last thoughts martina from your end no i just think um i hope people really enjoy enjoyed uh seeing our faces or listening to our voices and what we talked about today in previous episodes as well but yeah i, I uh echo everything you just said i think you know we we do need solutions you know because all of us we keep you know talking about the negative and we can't help it it's in our face every day, especially, especially us living it, especially yep. us being black, you know, being Mexican, we can't change that. That's just who we mm-hmm. are. That's a part of our identity. Yep. And but even again, you know, for, for, for white people, 
you know you're white you can't help your white you can't help the color of your skin that's just that's just you know how you came into this world and that's you know i think that's what we us people of color trying to make people understand like we all assemble we all are trying to fight the same battles you know we all want you know to have a nice living we want our kids to be great you know we want to have a roof over our head bills paid food on the okay. table you know we want to have you know friendships and relationships we all want some of the same things you know and i think that and, and the differences that we have amongst us is what's make to me one thing that make the united states such i you know it can be a great country is that we do have people from all over the world yep. um that speak so many languages here and you know it's just because somebody different doesn't make them bad or yeah you know and i'm not even saying that's what people are even getting at but you know you and i've talked about this you know this this idea of like being you know being dominant or having having this dominion over other people i mean yeah I just, I personally don't think that way. I, I just, I would never want to be, be dominant in the way that white supremacy has, has been um, yeah. to push other people down because you want your group of people to rise up. We can all rise together. <laughs> you know, we can yeah. we all can help each other. I just, mm -hmm. and I think that's people, again, you know, people don't see it that way. They feel like, well, we got to take somebody else down or they're going to come take our jobs or they're going to get into this school. Yes. But so what? So what if they are? Like, so what if somebody takes your child's spot at some college? Maybe, maybe your child didn't try hard enough. And that can go for Black people. That, that can go for Brown people too. I just think like, it's just so much. There's so much to unpack and to get to some sort of solution. And again, I think again, as 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 I mentioned, I am more progressor, a more of a progressive thinker, and I want things to be faster. But I do realize things take time. We didn't get here overnight. We're not gonna get out of this overnight. It's, yeah. gonna, be, it's gonna be. We're gonna be in this a while. But anything, I still, as cliche as it sounds, anything worth having takes time. Hmm? Um, or worth understanding. So that's all you know. I have, and I will. I think we're about to close out on this one. Is that right? We're gonna. Yes. You know. Okay. Well, I think that was a good wrap. We did so good. We did so good. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, again, comment, like, share our videos, our podcast. Now we're gonna be linking to it in the yes. video. Um, ideas that you may have around topics or books or whatever. Yes, please. Yes, you know, we, we would love to, you know, love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Um, and so as we wrap up, I'm Martina. This is Lisette, and we'll see y'all next time. Take Bye, everyone. Care. Bye.